Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick. Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. We're featuring a message from the Reverend Stefan Broden at the Rebuilding the Foundations of Faith and Family Conference hosted by the Spirit of Liberty Church of God in Markham, Illinois. The Reverend Broden is the senior pastor of Fair Park Bible Fellowship in Texas and the chairman of Gone Too Far. Pastor Broden is featured in the 2020 documentary, Uncle Tom, an Oral History of the American Black Conservative. During the conference, he spoke about the spiritual conflict in our nation and how to heal a declining America. I'm glad to be here with you because I think the challenge that is facing our nation is impacting our families in such a way that many of us have not fully understood what the impact is and how it is unfolding on us. I want to start with a scripture, Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. It says, see to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy, empty deception, according to the traditions of men and the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Jesus Christ. What you see is a juxtaposition there of four things, philosophies, empty deceptions, traditions of men, and elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Jesus Christ. We are facing a spiritual conflict of a magnitude that is absolutely breathtaking. And until we process that, and understand that what we are confronted with, the challenges that we are confronted with are spiritual, we will not be able to win the fight. Many of us are turning to other devices or to philosophies of men and political parties and political personalities to answer a spiritual problem. And so I've stopped by to challenge us a little bit. I think the topic for me was healing a declining nation healing a declining nation. To ask for healing suggests that someone is sick, that there's a disease. Well, I submit to you that disease has metastasized to every major institution that informs us or influence us today. And there are seven of them, corporations and businesses, academia, major media, the arts, the government, and yes, men and women, the family, and yes, the church. That's seven institutions that are under the control of a secularized, demonic philosophy that is ripping this nation apart, is ripping it apart. Every one of them are influencing us negatively. And to the extent that you and I are aware of that is to the extent that we can push back. Now, I would submit to you that we're not pushing back to the degree that we should. And in many instances, because we are becoming aware of them today, as opposed to where we should have been 25 to 30 years ago, we have been duped and seduced into pursuing the American dream. It is the American dream that has blinded us to the threat that we are facing today. We are too busy looking for the trophy wife, a six-figure income, three-week vacations, and an annual ticket to the Super Bowl. And that's still influencing us today. We're praying, oh, Lord, please, 
don't let this country go bad because I need my tickets to the Super Bowl and I want my income so I can buy the kind of things that I want. We are hedonistic and we are secularized. That's just the plain old truth. Now, let me start by saying this. We need to make a distinction between what we call the church today. Because sometimes we are blaming the church when we should not be blaming the church. Uh, the question often I get, and I'm sure you do too, is where is the church? Well, the church is not necessarily the entity that you need to be questioning at this point. The church of the living God is a biblical church that has a biblical worldview. The church that is in the culture are cultural Christians who are submitted to PC, to the negation of BC, and God knows CC is under the bus. Political correctness has trumped biblical correctness, and the constitutional correctness is gone. It's gone, men and women. Whether you know it or not, we just came back under the Constitution. Did you know that? That we were under a medical emergency. So for two years, we did not have the Constitution. Hello? And we didn't know it because we were sleepwalking. We're in a serious battle here. And one that I think requires of us to develop a divine perspective. It's, it's essential for us to overcome the challenges that we face. Now listen, it is in the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, I think in verse 14, it says this. Solid food is for the mature who have their senses trained to discern good and evil. Solid food is for the mature. In other words, the immature Christian cannot provide the kind of strength, stability, and purpose that will help us to get out of this rut. And so there's a screaming need, a desperate need for discipleship. God has imbued us with power from on high. And so we need to develop a divine perspective. The question is, what is perspective? We use that all the time. We need to have the right perspective. Perspective is the faculty of seeing all of the relevant data in a meaningful relationship. The faculty, the spiritual capacity, to see all of the relevant data, to see a broad brush overview of what's happening because it is from there that you can construct strategies and tactics and methodologies to address what you see. So we're too busy trying to process and try to understand it while they are moving right along on their agenda and accomplishing it because we are oblivious to what they're doing. And more than that, why they are doing it. But here's what the Bible says. Ephraim has tied himself to idols. Leave him alone. That's God speaking. Now what does that mean? It comes to us over into the New Testament in Romans chapter 1 verses 18 through 28. Men suppressed the truth. And so God did what? God gave them over. The Greek word, therefore, give them over is periodidomai. Periodidomai means to abandon. Abandonment is judgment. Who gave them over? God gave them over. To what? A reprobated mind. New American Standard says a depraved mind. If you got a depraved mind, 
you can't rationalize, you don't have common sense, and the leadership that we have in America are depraved. Depraved. They're depraved in Washington, they're depraved at the state level, and they're depraved at the local level. They are depraved. But too many of us are saying, well, mine's is good. But that means you need to have the capacity to discern and recognize where we are. And I'm telling you, too many of us are just waking up. America is just now waking up after 60 plus years of being taken to the woodshed. We're in trouble. We're in trouble of a magnitude that is absolutely breathtaking. And I believe at this point, what's required of us is a biblical response, not a secular response. For every major institution, as I said, is under the influence of, of secularists. It was Karl Marx who said this, my goal in life is to dethrone capitalism, to dethrone God, and to destroy capitalism. Do you see that happening in America today? Do you see that? It's happening. Joseph Stalin, he said, America is like a healthy body. Its strength is in its patriotism, its spiritual life, and its morality. If we can undermine them in those three areas, America will fall from within. Do we hear a collapse going on here? Patriotism is out the door. Spiritual life is gone. Generation Z says this, that's good for you but not for me. That's our, our children and grandchildren saying that. And morality is being defined now by the LGBTQ. They define for us what is moral versus what is not. And we are embracing it. Embracing it. So the collapse is on. Antonio Grimsey says we will destroy America not through guns, but through infiltration. And they have infiltrated all seven of those institutions. We are in deep water, deep water. And so it's going to take God to get us out of this. And so I believe it starts with listening. The natural inclination or the proclivity of most people when they get in trouble is try to respond to that through their own resources. It's a natural inclination. You got a problem, what, what can we do to solve it? What can I do? We retreat to our resources and try to pull them out. You can go to all the resources you need right now. It ain't going to help. It ain't going to help. Here's what the Bible says you should do. At the Mount of Transfiguration, God spoke to his disciples. He said, this is my beloved son in who I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to him. Not to your daddy, not to your mama, not to your president, your elected officials. Listen to Christ. We're not listening to him right now. God is speaking right now. And if you stop scurrying around and do what he says, be still and know that I am God. Be still. God has pulled the covers back on all those things that we are trusting right now. Rhonda who's with the RNC, put out a message saying that she supports the LGBT and that we're a big tent, we're bringing them in. In other words, saying to the largest support group of the GOP, evangelical conservative Christians, shut up, sit down. We weren't paying attention, but God did that. He pulled it back and said, who, who are you trusting? 
curse is the man who puts his trust in man. Jeremiah 17. That's what the Bible says. And it's not incidental or accidental that God did that for us. So that we may see that our only hope is in him. In him alone. So you say, Pastor, what are you saying? I'm, look, we've still got the responsibility to occupy until he comes. And we occupy as salt and light agents of the kingdom of God, representing the hope of the kingdom. Of the kingdom. And my priority as a pastor, as I teach, as a watchman on the wall, is to declare what I see, but at the same time tell the sheep, here's what your assignment is. And the assignment has never changed. It's still the same. Go ye therefore and make disciples. Who's making disciples today? We're too busy running behind a party. God says that's not where your emphasis should be. Go back and reconnect to what I said. Make disciples. If we're going to change anything, it's going to be because people are thinking like and walking in their faith. What does the Bible says? Walk in a manner worthy of the call. Of the call. I was telling the first lady of the church here today, I said, your assignment as, as a first lady, and I'm saying this to you as a watchman on the wall, grab those women in your church, sit down in a Bible study and tell them what it means to be a godly woman. And the priority of a godly woman. That's what the Bible says, doesn't it? Said the older women in the church, teach the younger women. Teach them. That's discipleship. And so we need to do the second thing that God says is in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And you shall be my witnesses. You need to be a witness for the kingdom of God. And your witness is not only a proclamation, it is also a demonstration. It's a demonstration. The Reverend Stefan Broden, the senior pastor of Fair Park Bible Fellowship in Texas, and one of the featured speakers at the Rebuilding the Foundations of Faith and Family Conference hosted by the Spirit of Liberty Church of God in Markham, Illinois. More from his conference message after this. With a woman to look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Recently, Rolling Stone magazine reported on an emerging scandal involving the new Speaker of the House of Representatives. It wasn't financial corruption or an illicit affair or ties to foreign powers. It turns out that Mike Johnson and his son used the Covenant Eyes app to keep each other accountable about pornography and the internet. According to Rolling Stone, it's weird. Seizing on the article, others then called it creepy, even grooming as if they could not even grasp the point is to keep each other off of porn and out of addiction. Not only did the whole episode reveal the utter ignorance some have of a basic belief of the world's largest religion, it betrayed just how much a view of normal can be upside down, as if porn's not a cancer on society, as if it's not a curse on women or children, as if it doesn't corrupt the soul of those who consume it. Look, if the Johnson boys' behavior is weird, then as historian Tom Holland has reminded us, let's stay weird, Christians. I'm John Stone Street. for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. We're featuring remarks made by the Reverend Stefan Broden during the Rebuilding the Foundations of Faith and Family Conference hosted by the Spirit of Liberty Church of God in Markham, Illinois. The Reverend Broden is senior pastor of Fair Park Bible Fellowship in Texas. He's a political commentator and chairman of Gone Too Far. 
hear the word of the Lord from Micah chapter 3, verse 4. Then they will cry out to the Lord, but he will not answer them. Instead, he will hide his face from them at that time. Why, O oh Lord? Because they have practiced evil deeds. Are you looking at our culture? They are practicing evil deeds. The cultural church has embraced it. I'm shocked to hear that across America, there are gay-affirming churches. Yes. Have you heard of that? Yes. I, what is that? That's PC. That's political correctness. That's bowing down to another voice. And God says, that doesn't belong to me. That doesn't belong to me. That's not from God. But you and I are biblical churches with a yes. biblical worldview. Yes. But here's what you need to know. Broad is the path that leads to destruction. Narrow is the path that leads to righteousness. And few travel thereon. What did Samuel Adams said? It doesn't take a majority to win. But an irate minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the hearts of men. Just a small group. God took a small group and changed the world. So you and I ought to occupy by advancing the kingdom of God, by making disciples. Yes. Here's some truth that you need to understand as we face this issue, and particularly with Generation Z. I think it is commendable that you and you are pushing for the family and for babies. Listen to what an enemy of the faith says. What one generation will resist but eventually accept, the next generation will accept it because their parents did, and the next generation would operate under the assumption that it has always been that way, right? Woodrow Wilson, he says, we can change the generation. If we can just get mom and dad to change, we flip them, then their kids will embrace it, and then the kids that follow will say, this has always been this way. We've always been like this. We've always had an option to be a man or a woman. We, we've always had a, a chance to go into the women's bathroom. and That's evil. That's evil. But as we look at this and as we can see the, the dastardly reality of the tumult that face us, here is a confidence that you and I have. And that's the sovereignty of God and his decrees or his foreordained purposes. I want to quote to you from the Westminster Confession. The decrees of God are his eternal purposes according to the counsel of his will, whereby for his glory he has foreordained whatsoever comes to pass. Whatsoever. God is not in heaven saying, oops, America, I lost it, slipped away. No, 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 he's not. He ordained whatsoever comes to pass. Romans chapter 9. He says, I raised up Pharaoh to demonstrate my wrath and my power. I did that. It's not incidental or accidental that we are where we are right now. We're on an eschatological timeline. We call it a prophetic timeline. We're moving rapidly with such rapidity and speed towards the end that it is startling to see what is happening. As you see the moral rot evidencing itself in our country, 
you've got to also see the inevitable return of the one who says, I'm coming back. God says, I'm coming back. The Bible says he's coming with a sword. Coming with a sword. Here's what A.H. Strong says about the sovereignty of God. He's a Baptist theologian. He said this. He said, by the decrees of God, we mean that the eternal plan by which God has rendered certain, hear that word, certain, all of the events of the universe, past, present, and future. He rendered them certain. That's a theological term. And here's what we mean when we say certain. Destiny, sure to happen, usually followed by an infinitive. He is certain to be there. Certain, inevitable, bound to come to pass. They realized then that war was certain. It's going to come to pass. Established as true or sure, unquestionable, indisputable. That's the sovereignty of God. It's certain to come to pass. Men and women, we're facing what God had ordained. I raised them up to demonstrate my power. When you look in that context, he said, I have created vessels of wrath in order to pour my riches of glory on vessels of honor. Two groups, right? Yes, one vessels of wrath, yes. one vessels of mercy. God is doing something. God who always leads us in triumphs made us to be a sweet aroma to them who are perishing and them who are being saved. Two groups of people that I foreknew you and I predestined you. I called you. Hallelujah. I justified you. Yes. And I will glorify you. We call that the golden chain of salvation that is exercised by God and God alone. He did that. He called you out of darkness into the light. You didn't agree with him. Well, you know, I think that's a good offer, Jesus. I'll take it. No. Your will was under slavery to Satan. And the Greek word there is for slavery is doulos. Doulos means a willful submission to someone else's authority. So we are willingly in sin until he comes and gives to us faith. Faith comes by and hearing by the words of Christ. God saved us. That's another discussion. There's an economist by the name of Frederick Hayek. Some of you may know him. He said this in the 20th century around about 1930, 1940, somewhere like this. Listen to what he says. Emergencies have always been the pretext on which the safeguard of individual liberty has been eroded. You hear that? He says emergencies have always been the pretext, the means by which to erode liberty, freedom. And you and I have been riddled with emergencies. And the more chaos we get, the more of our liberties are in jeopardy and the more of our traditions are under assault. It comes to us in the 21st century with Barack Obama and his administration. Here's what they said, and this is by Rahm Emanuel. He says, you never want a serious crisis to go to waste. It provides an opportunity to do the things that were not possible before. And so if crises happen naturally, then that's a time for them to jump in and make some changes. But I want you to know they're not waiting for crises anymore. They're manufacturing crises. 
They're manufacturing it and they're creating fear. Yes, yes, yes. And out of fear, we submit and release our liberties. And when you release them, they don't come back. Yes. They don't come back. And that's where we are in America. But we don't read and we won't listen to somebody if CNN says don't listen to them or MSNBC said that guy is not real. They're censored off of the platforms, the social media platforms. So we're not hearing the truth. They're censoring it. We got mess going on here, folks. We got mess going on here. But we talk about saving our kids. Our kids are in Luciferian institutions of indoctrination. That's what it is. It's controlled by Satan. It's controlled by Satan. And we need to get our kids out of there. And here's what you must know. Where were your kids? Who would they interact with? Who were they marrying? Will they influence the hoi polloi? Or will the hoi polloi influence them? And we can put into them all that we need and try to help them to be wise and understanding and operate in the knowledge of God. But their peers are growing up on Netflix, TikTok, Instagram. We are a minority, men and women, and sin is always enticing. It always looked like a lot of fun. It did for you when you were coming up. Until God got you out of that, you were right there with him, man. I had a friend tell me, he said, do you smoke, uh, Pastor Bro, when I was in 12th grade? I said, no, I don't smoke. You don't smoke any marijuana? No. He said, well, don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> that stayed with me. I said, well, you know, let me try it. You ain't had sex yet. Man, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah, man, you don't know what you're missing. What am I missing? And our kids will be seduced into practicing that which is against God because they don't have a large circle of friends. They don't. And so that's the piece that you and I need to understand. Yes, I'm raising my kids. Raise my, I got three kids. They're all grown. I got nine grandkids. I'm 71 years old. I've been in this fight since 1977, 78 with the moral majority. Phyllis Schlafly, Jerry Falwell, James Dobson, Right there with them, fighting on, on alongside of them. Amen. I just got saved in November of 1977 and joined the moral majority because I was against abortion. I was against it. If the little saying is correct, inch by inch is a cinch, that's how we're moving, inch by inch, because the culture has overtaken us. All those people who were declaring to be Christians doing Ronald Reagan administration. Remember Ronald Reagan administration? They, he got in office because of Christians because of evangelical Christians, both times. And everybody had Bible studies in Washington, D.C. You remember that? Everybody studying your Bible. George Bush got in, and then Bill Clinton, all those Bible studies stopped. And people were trying to figure out what they could do in order to maintain their political influence and power. And Christianity and the message of Christianity went out the window. If you were paying attention at all, you would recognize that that's the case. Now. What do we do? What do we do? How do we handle this? I, I already said we need to start listening to God, but also we need to start studying the word of God to see what God would have us do in this hour. We're in an hour where I believe God is judging America. He's judging America. How do we facilitate the healing? The healing becomes available to us when we repent and turn back to Christ. Two approaches, one approach for the nation and one approach for the body of Christ. That which applies to the body of Christ does not apply to the nation. 
all this prayer about reviving America, you don't revive America. America needs to repent and turn to Jesus Christ. Then we can start talking about rescuing her. The revival doesn't take place with pagans. It takes place in the body of Christ. That's where revival needs to take place. We need to get rightly connected with God and listen to what he is saying and then turn our lives over to his control and get up in the morning instead of saying, Lord, give me, give me, thank you, thank you. I believe it. I receive it. I'm calling it and I'm hauling it. And all of those lies that have been communicated to us for the last 20 years through prosperity, gospel, Instead of saying that, you should open your eyes every morning. Pastor Broden returning, reporting for duty, sir. What would you have me do? And advance the kingdom of God. That's what we need to do. So part of what we should do as we fight for the family, part of what we should do is to listen to God, make disciples, and be his witness. Because time is drawing nigh. Soon and very soon. How soon? Count the years as months and count the months as weeks. Count the weeks as days. Any day now, we'll be going home. I'll end with this. In Geneva, Switzerland, 194 nations signed off on giving the WHO medical emergency power that will usurp the constitution of every one of those nations. Their constitutions in a medical emergency will go into suspension. Joe Biden and the HHS secretary crafted the language for that. What does that mean? That if there is a medical emergency, we will no longer be under the Constitution and our liberties will be cut off. And when I heard that, I said, well, how are they going to have the teeth to make that happen? How can they stop me from not taking a shot? keeping my church open, and doing my own thing in spite of their pronouncement. Two ways, central bank digital currency and digital passports. If you don't take the shot, you're not on the list. If you're not on the list, you cannot withdraw your money from the bank because you have not complied. And traveling with a digital passport they can say you can't travel any further than 10 minutes outside your home. You say, well, how are they going to stop me from doing that? Your car is computerized, and they can send a signal right to your car and shut it down. And you will not have the capacity to buy or sell or pick your family up and come to Texas. Won't be able to happen. Won't be able to happen. The systems are all being set up for the Antichrist, by the way all the systems for a global reset and a new world order. It's already in place. All they need is the right crises. And it's coming. It's coming. The AI, unplug it from the wall. The issue is that it is being set up to be an instrument used by the beast system. And the beast system, the Bible says, will control people by the fact that they will not be able to buy or sell. And I see it very clearly through the digital currency and through digital passports. Joe Biden launched FedNow. Anybody heard of that? FedNow. FedNow is the federal government's 
digital currency. All the banks are lining up. And I heard this from the WEF, World Economic Forum, that your money that you earn will not be yours. It will be the banks. They'll dole it out to you as long as you are in compliance. The moment you're not, boom. Discernment, solid food for the mature who have their senses trained because they practice biblical truths. Doesn't take a majority to win. Just men and women who are committed, you can change the world. God bless you. The Reverend Stefan Broden, the senior pastor of Fair Park Bible Fellowship in Texas, during the Rebuilding the Foundations of Faith and Family Conference hosted by the Spirit of Liberty Church of God in Markham, Illinois. Please support the work of the Illinois Family Institute. If you'd like to give, go to the IFI homepage and click Donate or call 708-781-9328. All donations are tax-deductible and very much appreciated. Also, go to IllinoisFamily.org to sign on for IFI email updates. Keep IFI in your prayers and tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit IFIaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at IFIaction.org.